What is going on, guys? This is the Land Sea Podcast. I am Colin, joined here by Cameron. And today we are going to talk about what you would tell yourself in a past life. And we will also be discussing the education system and the role diversity plays within that system. Higher education or lower education? Well, we'll be talking about higher education for like the big news, but lower education for what we actually need to do. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. All right, you heard it from him. Here we go. Let's do it. One of the topics I wanted to bring up was the issues within universities and racial quotas. Like, I'm sure you've heard of all the issues lately, you know, which people are talking about, you know, should we get rid of affirmative action? Is affirmative action useful now? Et cetera, et cetera. And so one of the things I was talking to my parents and I was wondering, like, you know, what what are the big topics that people are talking about lately? And one of the things I heard of was Cornell actually has some controversy around this issue. And that would be that the spots that are there for African-American students apparently have been taken like around 40% or so have been taken by international black students like Africans, Caribbeans, that type of thing. So I was just kind of going to ask my boy Colin. Yeah, man. What he thinks about this issue. Well, it's obviously an issue that the university feels that it's okay to simply replace, you know, kind of in their opinion, one black person with another when it's clearly like people who are still afforded different opportunities. Mm. So I think that, you know, just why not both? <laughs> that's that. I mean, that's that's a, that's a good take. Yeah. I mean, what I would say that. From what I've researched, I think this is one of the things where people have gotten their, like, their kind of vitriol reaction in front of, like, facts and stuff like that. So, we know that these scholarships and these spots were not necessarily made for all black people in that way. Because I feel like it's one of those things where we're, we're, like, conflating like black as an entire group and they're like well if it helps all black people then it's all black people but it's not really it's like this is like clearly for like you know segregation in america specifically ended like what like 55 years ago um something like that 63 years ago 63 years ago maybe well yeah whatever we'll fact check that yeah but yeah that's also true i think i think like federally like like, i think federally like segregation in schools ended about 55 years ago yeah Yeah. but then they had to but then they had to escort black students like into university of alabama that was in the 50s or 60s i mean no yeah you're right it would have been after 63 yeah yeah right yeah because it was integration Mm -hmm. so i think it might have been like 1970 something where that's a nut that it there are news reports of that and if you watch that, it is it is bad. Oh, for sure. But like the point I'm making is like that's really not that long ago. And it's like it's most like, of those most of those people are still alive. Still today. fucking alive. You that's know what I mean? that is spooky. Like my dad was alive back then. At, uh, yep. Technically, my dad was alive. Yeah, because he was born in 1962. Yeah, like what the fuck? My dad was born in 1957. My point is that like things like redlining, segregation, and like pumping of welfare into like poor minority areas have definitely like lowered the, like the the quality of living, but also the oh, educational yeah. standards of, and which is why we have affirmative action is to like kind of bridge that gap a bit. And international students that are coming from like Sudan with like racks in their pockets are clearly not. The target oh, they group. come. Uh, I'm sorry. I, they. I don't mean they. Yeah. No, you can say they. This yeah. is this is the Plan C podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get out. Um, of, you know, put the big boy big boy pants on. You feel me? I think if you are going to school internationally, you're either really smart, or you, or you're or, or you're coming from wealth. 
Oh, it has to be one or the other. Yeah. Which is the point, right? If you're dumb smart and you get in, yeah. then you meant to then you were meant to get in. Yes. But if you're dumb smart and then you also have the bonus of like the the scholarships that you get from from being just like just being black without any of the other additive things, it's like, well, that clearly wasn't made for you. But I yeah. have I have heard like some people be like, Oh, well, not all black people are poor. It's like, well, no shit. But, like, if we're talking <laughs> about generational wealth, you're talking about an average. So it's not like you're going to be like, oh, you could just pull for income, then everybody gets it. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Redlining did not affect white people the same way it affected black people. There are other things throughout history. Every minority America has literally fucked. Like, at one point or another, from Asians to black to Latinos now, which is pretty crazy, America has totally screwed them. So when affirmative action is put in place for stuff like this, it is specific, and it's not just all lives matter type shit, okay? Okay, guys, so another issue specifically that I want to talk about was a bit more controversial, and I think you guys have probably all heard of it. It is the Asian Americans being admitted into Harvard at a lower rate. Would you mind giving us some context, Cameron? Okay, so I think it was about a year ago. About a year ago. It was turn. It turns out that Asian Americans have been scoring, like, much higher than the rest of the the rest of the minorities on SAT scores and I actually have some stats for that so if every if every section of the SAT has 800 Asian Americans are scoring 7 767 across the board like on admissions for that for for Harvard and Pretty meanwhile good. Hispanic Americans being 718 Native Americans Native Hawaiian average 712 African Americans average 704 white Americans 745 so basically they're on average shitting on the rest but they only make up for 20 percent of harvard admission admissions does that count as a dunk um that definitely counts as a dunk that's like a meteor dunk (laughs) like really like 20 points on average you're 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 shafting the competition let's be real uh yeah so basically they brought up this case saying that harvard was preferring other races over Asian Americans in these scenarios and that even though they were scoring higher, they weren't being admitted because of stereotypes such as like on the, on the um, applications or what on the reviews, it'd be like, Oh, lack of interpersonal skills or like not a well-rounded student being the reason they just got in. And they're saying it's racial discrimination through affirmative action, which is kind of ironic considering affirmative action is meant to combat that it's it's pretty backwards when you when you say it when you say it like that it is pretty backwards and the thing is we've definitely heard of this scenario from um the a lot a lot of a lot of caucasian people where they're saying that rate like that um affirmative action is discriminating against them because not all poor people are minorities and therefore they should be offered the same shit but i feel like we kind of like got we kind of debunked that in our last conversation about Cornell. You know what I mean? Like really, you, you know, institutionalized racism for white people. Are we gonna go there? Let's not. Like it's not. It, you're not gonna win that argument. It. Yeah. No. That that doesn't exist. No. It's a smooth. That's the, that's a definite smooth brain take. Like definitely no wrinkles in your brain if you're making that argument. But on this issue specifically, we have to talk about merit. Because I feel like the biggest issue regarding this is... I love merit. Merit, you know? But the biggest issue is that people are assuming that they have... That having the highest scores means that you should get into the school. Which I think is an interesting idea because we know that the system can be gamed. Like, if we're, if we're, if we're really talking about it, we know that if you have the money to afford tutors and you can afford... You're in a higher bracket neighborhood where you can have good education you're gonna score higher also the test costs money you know not everyone can afford to take the test 30 fucking times you know what i mean like let's be real they're making bank on this in fact the college board makes about over a million dollars a year off of just sat scores what what's the what's the um college board you know the that's the no that's the website right well, it's the website, but it's also where you get your books from, and it's also the yeah. ones that run the SATs. Yeah, fuck College Board. Yeah, fuck the College Board. Yeah. They're clearly just making money off of... No, wasn't that the website? Remember there was that website where, like, you could, like, put your SAT scores and... Well, they, they, they wouldn't want a lot of shit, though. 
Like they're like no mm- specifically. What's the name of the website? The name of the website? Isn't it College Board? I have no idea. Okay, let's hold on. I've been in college for a while now. It's not. Oh, <laughs> it is, it is College. Board. It is College okay, Board. Yeah. yeah, fuck College Board. Fuck College Board. I knew it. But I think. Well, by the way, Making as of October first, Asian Americans did lose this case. Yeah. And the reason they lost this case is because the data did not show intentional discrimination against Asian Americans in their admissions process. They just reviewed Harvard's thing and there was no data, which to me is nuts that we've had this whole thing going on for a year and no one no one thought to like do the data reference on that, like really. Like is that like like okay, we're scoring 737 on our SATs but we can't actually look up the data whether or not this is happening or not. Like isn't that just sad? And when you and when you mean happening or not, you mean the the racial discrimination, right? You know, like you can actually look up, you know, studies and stats for why how they're admitting students and how important test scores are, you know, etc. And so this also brings me back to like why the fuck don't people look things up before they get on the freaking grandstand and make a whole issue out of it and realizing that if you roll back all of affirmative action, you're like fucking the rest of the minorities as well. You know, that's not just like just Asian Americans now have things like obviously people that or other minorities that have already faced systemic disadvantages are going to get all their shit removed if you roll that back. Well, you know, it would be. If that were to happen, it would be something to see what private universities would do. You know, because do they still want to provoke? Provoke, jeez. Promote? Promote. Sorry, America. <laughs> Do they still want to promote diversity in trying to get more bodies to the school? Or are they like, I mean, we're just going to accept whoever gets in. Well, you know, I think it would definitely be whatever makes the most money. You know what I mean? If, if, if diversity and those optics are going to be what brings in the money then they'll do it, but knowing that affirmative action is hurting white students is there are more white people than minorities and in, and, and that in you know that's why I was saying like those those who just get in rather than trying to afford other scholarships. Oh, for sure, yeah. But I think if they rolled that back, you would definitely see minorities would just be getting fucked again. It just that's just be that'd be how it'd be. It basically. I think a big problem right now in America... Can you you imagine if that actually happened? It would be so bad. It would be so bad. I would would protest. A lot of people would protest. I've only protested a couple times in my life, but, like, I would definitely protest for that. But I think an interesting thing when realizing both of these issues is that in America, I think you're realizing that people are really only willing to fight for their own interests, regardless of whatever group would be. I mean, the first issue is black people versus other black people and now it's like asian americans versus other minorities like don't you think it's just sad that we can't think we we can't think past our race and like other differences to get to the core of these issues not only past our own race but our own class within our own race exactly i find that kind of disturbing and also like a microcosm for the situation that's going on right now is for sure, people categorizing themselves and then fighting for their own issues and totally just, like, forgetting about anyone else's. And the problem is that these issues actually aren't racial. I think it's like, you know, they're not really racial issues. They're, this issue is in education. It's not in race and it's in class. You know what I mean? I keep saying you know what I mean. Whatever. But um, this thought process is stopping us from getting to the changes we need to make in which these things wouldn't even be a factor. You know, so for example, standardized testing. So we've just gone through SAT scores and we know the college board is making a shit ton of money off of these standardized testing. Standardized testing. And you're wondering like, well, you know, people never really talk about it. Why don't people talk about it? Like is standardized testing the best form of education? Do we know how much it is currently to take the SAT without any discounts? I don't know. Is is it twenty five bucks or forty bucks? I I don't know, cause it might be forty bucks. If it's forty bucks, that's kind of insane, cause forty bucks across the country, like as a standard, is like that's that's pretty high. That's uh, definitely pretty high. 
it currently costs fourteen or sorry, fourteen. Forty seven fifty to take the SAT, sixty four fifty with the essay portion, and twenty two for each of the SAT subject tests, not including the twenty six dollar registration fee. The ACT costs fifty fifty, sixty seven dollars with the writing portion, and for each test there are extra costs for late registration. Shout out Kanye West. Old, <laughs> Ka- old Kanye West, to be to be specific. Uh, advanced placement test AP test cost ninety four dollars. Yeah, but you, but you see how insane it's that expensive is. Expensive to That's be smart. Ex- it's expensive, and this whole argument is basically taking testing as basically if you test well, you should get into this school. Yeah. And this clearly is showing that testing is not just merit. Obviously, it's money and it's just gaming the system in terms of your preparation and test prep. Like, can that's I, what it is. Can I plug something really, really Go quick? Go ahead. Um, if you sign up for the census, it's like, it's it's $20 an hour. Okay. And you And you work for three to four days. Just saying. Just saying. Look it up. Yeah, look, look, look it up. Literally, if you are a U.S. citizen, you can do this. Yeah, so this basically, I think the real topic in both of these issues, I think, is the fact that people are clearly prioritizing race when it's not the problem just because that, that gets the clicks. But it's really about what merit is in America and our education system and what we should be prioritizing. Because I actually looked up, like, um, it's actually a pretty easy Google to look up what are the good qualities of an, empo- of a, of an, of an employee. You know, what should we be looking for in our employees? You can look up top 10 qualities of an employee right now. I'm sure you'll get pretty much the same shit from everybody. And they are effective interpersonal skills, which was apparently considered racist now. Whatever. Big Listening. <laughs> That's what, that was one of the things in the, um, in the Asian American thing. They were like, oh, well, they're saying oh, that we geez. lack this, therefore, but it shouldn't be. It's like a stereotype. And it's like, no, you know, interpersonal skills are actually extraordinarily important in the workplace. Uh, listening communication, open to feedback, co- like confidence, positive body language. You know, all these things are not tested by testing. Strong work ethic, that's tested by testing. That's cool. Hard working and hard working, that's tested by testing. Passion is not tested by testing. Because we all know when we're in school and we're working hard to get these grades, do we really care about them? Hell no. I couldn't care about long division ever. You know what I mean? Give me short division. I don't like that shit. You know? Short division is on a calculator, bro. Exactly. Shoutouts to iPhones and Androids. But, you know, positive attitude, not tested. Problem-solving skills, like, real-life decisions are not multiple choice. Like, let's get over this shit. Critical thinking, being adaptive, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, team player, leadership qualities, good communicator, Receptive to feedback, self-motivated, none of these things. Some of the some of the hardest decisions that some of these kids have made is should I buy this Gucci belt or not? Like, you know, none of these things are tested by standardized testing. You like that? You know, and we're and you know that schools are basically investing in kids when they're accepting them. Oh, yeah. It's an investment. No. Will this person become successful with a scholarship, with, especially? No. Will they become successful and then donate back to our school or we can say that we had this kid as our student? Yeah. You know? So standardized testing does not equal good employee. You know, you know Bill Gates literally has a like buildings named after him. Um and like I, I'm pretty sure a school named after him at Stanford. That's pretty wavy. Yeah. <laughs> shout shout out Sandro Hall. Shout out Sandro Hall. And you said, you said Sandro. Sandro. Sandro Hall. Alessandro. Alessandro Hall. Alessandro. Okay, so this brings me to the small country of Finland. So Finland has the best education system in the world for many years now. Behind them are places like, you know, Japan, China, UK, Canada. America. Not a, kind of America. <laughs> and Korea. But, you know, Finland has the best education so far. Uh, and... Uh, South Korea. South Korea. Ooh. South Korea. <laughs> but Finland has the best education system, and they do not have standardized testing, except for one test you take after you finish schools. Yet, they... Which, s- which, which school? 
after they finish high school. There you go. Cool. So the crazy thing is they do score incredibly high across the board despite having no standardized testing. They don't go to school until they're six. After they finish primary school, they have a choice about whether they want to come back or not. But they all do because schooling over there is fucking awesome. You know, there's a lot more play. There's a lot more. Is it free? It's free. It's free as hell. Up to what level? Free. Free, 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 free? Free through university. Free from football? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally free. And it's interesting because we have this whole system of competition and and testing based on based on the concept that standardized testing is the primary show of ability yet finland's education system guess what 80 percent made by americans which makes you question Wait, what? right what? yeah oh yeah finland's <laughs> education system the knowledge behind it and goes into it is mostly american it's not like they invented that shit it's dewey this man dewey who's american Mostly made the Finnish education system. They adopted it, God and they're kicking it. our asses with it for the past Why few years. Why do we have years. to be such assholes? So this makes you wonder, right? So what exactly, even though we have the knowledge, why aren't we using new systems of education, even though we have the possibility? Money. Money. Money is totally the answer. So even though we have all these discussions about race and who's going to get into schools, these manufactured competitions that have been made through our education system, our universities being so hell expensive, you know, hell expensive, and the best education systems are there because they have the most money, the best universities have the most money, has been actually interfering with the education of our students and also the concepts which we base education on. Because if schooling's free, right, across the board, which is hard in such a big country, don't get me wrong, your taxes will definitely go the hell up if we ever nationalize education. And of course the rich people would never let that happen, but we'll put that to the side. But if it's also the constitution of states' rights and shit. States' rights, yeah, etc. Yeah. There are a lot of problems that we can't have that Finland, because they're so small, yeah. are able to do. But if you take money out of like primary and high school education specifically, that means that the the poverty in an area wouldn't necessarily mean you get a worse education. And those these kind of almost eugenics type fucking arguments where like, oh, Asian kids are doing well or black kids are doing, white kids are doing better would basically be removed because across like, we're not really going to go into saying like, oh, Asian kids are like smarter than white kids or black kids just from being that race. Like we know that's not the case. It it goes into parenting. It goes into your education, how you're teaching your kid and how you're teaching your kid to the test. And what values you give your kid. What values. Or I guess guess instill in your Mm -hmm. kid. Another thing especially I find is that, you know, behind Finland, and sometimes in terms of scoring this in front, is like Japan, China, and most recently Korea. But another important thing, Colin has something to say. Which Korea? South Korea. Thank you for for clarifying. South Korea are really climbing up the ranks, but one thing you can actually look is the happiness index of a country. And in places like South Korea, which are now reaching all-time high of grade, also has the highest suicide rate of kids our age and kids in university in terms of developed countries by, like, a landslide. So that's something very important to think about. That is horrifying. So do you get these grades, which in the end do not necessarily translate to the workplace, and you throw away your childhood and your, your, your happiness when you're younger for no apparent reason when we already have education systems that clearly show that that's not always the ideal thing. Standardized testing is good in terms of recording growth and getting a standard, but besides that, because it's standardized testing, but besides that, like, how, why are we putting so much importance in it? Do we really want our kids to be achieving standard? You know what I mean? Do, are, we, are we fighting for to be average, to be standard? Like, why are we, why are we doing this? It, it really raises the question. Like, what, what's the point? What do, you, what do you think happens first? Our education system is overhauled, or a wall is built, or weed is legalized federally. Which do you think happens mm. first? I would say weed being legalized federally. 
honestly. Honestly. I would say a wall. You would say a wall? People are <laughs> people are people are people are fucking scared, man. I I yeah. But the thing is is that even the people who are scared like smoke weed? No, like don't want to <laughs> pay for it. Yeah. To a degree. And like also the amount of percentage of people who like are who agree with decriminalizing and like legalizing weed are higher than there is still, so, oh, but like the thing like is, not all Trump voters actually want the wall. Dare, dare. Uh, well, I know that because my grandfather yeah. voted for Trump and doesn't want a wall. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about what is it, forty six percent of the country, and then like now shaking the. Well, I think the main thing is legalizing weed is is pretty smart because that make that makes money. Yeah. And then uh, making okay, a wall. Uh, okay, but is people, pe- people in government are not smart. No, I think people in government are smart. But constituents aren't smart, and they have their policies based on what goes well with constituents. They're making politicians are making bank regardless. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not dumb. Otherwise, why wouldn't you just be a politician as like a side job? Nah, these guys went to top universities. Mo- most people they got are politicians as side jobs, brah. You mean in terms of voting? Or no, like- just in terms of it. They're a politician for six years, get in good with the lobbies and. Make your money elsewhere. That's not really I mean, a side job. At, that's a Dick, that's a main plan. Look, look at Dick Cheney. That's side job main plan. Well, Dick Cheney is also like the Dick king. Cheney is Dick the king finesser. Like a completely other. The king like, finesser. Yeah, like yeah. that's like whoa. Literally, literally kingpin. But like, like, like being like being real, the the average constituent doesn't know like their head from their ass in terms of normal politics. Oh, for sure. For sure. To help bring it back to schooling. I would just this one point out there is that we also have to remember that like this kind of like because the logic behind like testing is I need like a stand like a scientific standard like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like is so ingrained not just in education but in corporate America in the workplace like that changing the schooling system kind of can't happen first. You know what I mean? Before because you change the workplace? Would, you know what I mean? Actually, it's just, it would take so much because it's also ingrained in our psyche and zeitgeist. Oh, oh, for sure. But I mean, we we always put numbers in front of everything, right? Yeah. So if per, per se, someone decided to create a school, a small school, you know, Will Smith did it. Fuck, you know? What the hell? You know, a small it. school using the finished education system recorded the data from primary school to high school. Those kids scored higher, got into all top universities. They released that data. There's gonna be there's gonna be some shit, you know, because yeah. you can't get past numbers. Yeah. But yeah. also something to say about in the workplace, we all know that it's all about connections. Like yeah. it's oh. not by merit. Networking. Oh. Networking is king. Is king. How many? Like I think all the like people that have like we could probably ask our fucking our followers. Well, if we have any right now. But you know, how many good bosses have you had? You know what oh I mean? My God. How many good bosses have you had that really have the capabilities of like an individual worker that's working under them, plus more? We know that <laughs> bosses don't necessarily always have the capabilities, and it's not always merit based like we'd wish it to be. And actually, being a boss is a great place to hide your incompetency because you can put away all the blame on your workers yes. as you completely fuck up a company, yeah. as we've seen time and time again, and will continue to happen. So, in terms of this being actually realistic, I think it's, like, not for a long time because of all the money that would be against it, but if there was someone that was going to be an individual donor that wanted to, like, pioneer this project, I do think it'd be a smart thing to investigate because all these issues with competition and whatnot might actually be solvable through another avenue rather than just being like, my race should be doing better, you know? Because that's always going to be the case, and it will continue to be the case. What what What's your suggestion on what that action would be? The action? You mean besides trying to test it through creating a school? Yeah. Um, I would definitely be trying, if you're just a normal person, I would definitely be trying to get out data in terms of i don't know posters it could be just in terms of normal conversation just putting out there or as be or just being a parent and realizing that maybe your test your kids test scores don't define him as a person 
and don't define as intelligence. That would be a mindset change that I think first needs to come before any actual institutional changes. And it's very important because, you know, we have international data. We could totally be putting all our effort into standardized testing like Korea and all of a sudden our kids are going to be killing themselves and then what? You know, where is, we is that where the, we headed? Is that what the correlation is? It's not it's not obviously as a man who does like to know of nuance, that is not the only issue in right. South Korea, clearly. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you have these they're, they're, these kids are going to school from, you know, we go to school from what, like eight to three? And about. then they have school after school until about six or seven. Yeet. And if you have a kid that has no chances to play, no chances to have any social situations, they're only focused on testing. You're not testing. You're not worth anything. That's the mindset that goes into that. These kids are not going to be healthy mentally when they're getting older. I mean, some kids will prosper, of course. The kids that were meant to, that we were meant to prosper in these situations will have all the backing and will definitely do extraordinarily well. But that's not the average kid. The average Korean kid is not different than the average American kid. And we, bet, and we definitely know in terms of like, you know, from being just a kid. Kids are kids. And being in that situation, we know if you took an American kid and put, that, put them in that situation, they, on average, would be screwed. Mentally. Yeah. Like, how many kids can really exist like that? You There's think... That you, you, evidence. You, you think with that, with the pressure of it? Just, yeah. The pressure, the parental pressure, the cultural pressure mm. that goes behind all of that. Yeah. I mean... How many, like, you know, you know what else is a problem in Korea? Tell South me. Korea speci- specifically? Old people being alone and committing suicide. South Korea also has one of the highest uh, percentages per suicide of the elderly. So you have to think, what type of resentment also is coming from kids that are like this? But also, like, what, what are we valuing? What are we valuing through these, through these teachings? There's also the anecdotal evidence. Like, how many, like, overachieving kids can we all, like, name that we know who, like... Who burned out? Who burned out? Burned the fuck who, out. Who like are in college right now, and it's like you know they're overachieving, and like they don't have they don't have good re- they don't have relationship either. Don't they're not happy. Yeah, with like like whether it be like friendships or romantic or sexual, mm-hmm. they don't have like they or they're like the or parental. Can, yep. Yeah, or the ones who go out and it's like from Friday to Sunday night. Blackout, you know what I mean? When yeah. there's drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. both, fucking, you know what I mean? There, there, there. People are finding ways to cope with the situation yeah. they're in, rather than actually existing and wanting to do what they want to do. Which brings me back to Finland, because Finland actually has your um your primary schooling. You can go into vocational school, and or you can go into higher education. Forty percent of those students choose vocational training. America, in my opinion, has no real avenues into vocational training because we're teaching to a standard our standard is you go to school you go to university every kid has heard that shit you know not going to college has never been an option for me and definitely not an option for most of the people i know you know unless you don't have the money it's either you have the money you can go to college you don't have the money you can't go to college your life is basically based on that that's the standard i think the other thing also is that with like vocational schooling one of the reasons america doesn't have it is because Think about how, like, not that long ago, one of the things it was like, you go to school or you go to university, or you go work at the fact, the GM factory, or you go work on the docks, or mm-hmm. you go do this, or you go do that, and you ba- and that basically was a vocational school. You would, if you were a construction worker, you would be apprenticeships uh, were at an all time high. <laughs> you were and like that's that was like we were that was like until like the eighties that was like yeah very popular. Mm-hmm. 80, how many years ago is that? That's 30 years ago. Yeah. And so, like, for, like, I'm not trying to defend America, but it's just kind of interesting just to see, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, no one's been like, oh, well, hold, hold on. So, what do we do with the fact that no one's actually actively taken a step to bridge that gap? So, it's still, mm-hmm. like, go to college. Or, I don't know. Figure it out. No, it's definitely a thing where our jobs have definitely been changing. We're losing jobs, especially manufacturing jobs, etc. But I feel our education system should have vocational training for jobs that will appear in the future. That I feel like is almost a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't be sending kids to get a standard education where we all know most of the kids that go to college don't even do what their degree says. 
we should be focusing on what kids want to learn because in Finland, if they if kids want to learn something, they will change their education system to fit what kids want to learn, which is logical, but never happens here. Never. Never. You would never even think of, of, of like someone going common core. Well, how about we learn about philosophy or writing or music for a second? You know, never happens. But we should yeah. be putting our money where kids want to learn and also for jobs for the future instead of just being like, oh, we don't know where to go. I wonder why. You're like, no shit. You haven't prepared people to have jobs for the future. They're not going to get them. Well, people people are also not not <laughs> not taught in schools how to make important decisions. Yeah. People are always taught to just kind of go with whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when you are then put into adult situations like college... You don't know how to kind of properly discern what's important for you and what's going to really make the difference in your life or make you happy. For sure. Like, I've definitely had in, – I'm in college right now. I go, to, I go to art college, which was a decision that I made because I felt like that was my avenue. But there have it's been – it's, it's my vocational. It's yeah. like that's what I wanted to do, and I decided to <laughs> learn that. But I definitely have been having moments where I'm like, okay – if I'm in a situation where there's no one necessarily telling me to complete X assignment, there's no one like pushing me to do something, do I have the motivation and the skills to push myself further mm. without that help? Mm. You know, in terms of my career past schooling, which I'm thinking about now, do I have the mindset that can further me like I see some of my peers doing and I feel like I could possibly do it, but it's completely on your own. There's no thinking that I've learned that helps me from that besides critical thinking, and I definitely didn't get that from fucking schooling. Yeah. I think, yeah. Where, where would you say you gained that? Oh, it's definitely from my, from my like, my parents. From your parents? You, yeah. Would you say, like, playing sports also oh, made you a good decision maker? Totally, totally playing sports in, like, an actual structured system where there are people, there are people that you have to work with, just yeah. like you would in a job. People that you have to work with, you have to make decisions in order to score goals, in order to get to a common goal. Yep. That natural thinking is totally useful in a workplace. And also 100%. why we should have sports in our schools. Yeah. Or or just activities. A- any type of activity. Just team social activities. Social interaction without it revolving around education would just make so much more of a difference. For sure. And for it to not be through a screen as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. interpersonal skills are so fucking so important. Huge. This and, we, and we all know, and I'm sure a lot of the kids our age know, whenever you heard group assignment, there were all the, everyone was like, oh, yeah. group yeah. assignment. Or, you know, like everyone's pushing, the, pushing all the work onto the smart kid. This is like, this is clearly like not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. Yeah. And, and, and there's you, no, there's no focus on it. Like, and you know what, like, why everyone, everyone's favorite class wasn't, you know, science, math, and they would say, like, oh, lunch, oh, recess, oh, mm-hmm. you know, gym. It's because they got to hang out with their friends and it not be about learning something. But I think... My favorite class was everything, but I skipped all of it. Uh, but I think, I think there are ways you can learn. Jimmy Bats. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I think it's because there are ways that you can learn that are entertaining. Like when I said 90% oh. of Finnish kids go back to school by choice, Yeah. you, you pull that in America. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you be going back to high school sophomore year? I wouldn't have gone back to fucking no. grade. No way, you know? Yeah, yeah. There, has yeah, to be, there are ways <laughs> to learn that are not through just like testing and like getting like, oh, you know your teacher always like, oh, we have to get through this in order to stay on track. Fuck that. You know, yeah. and even the kids that succeed in those scenarios, does that mean they know how to work with people? Because we all know smart people that are shit to work with. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The worst to work with. Don't listen to everybody yeah. else. You know, push other thoughts to the side. They might be intelligent, but they're not necessarily working with others. And when it comes to a company or a situation where you have to come together to fight to like not fight, but necessarily to work towards a common goal, they end up being liabilities. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, and liabilities and just 
so many ways, whether it's the people around them that uh, that suffer that suffer from their lack of awareness of how they're getting in the way, mm-hmm. or just them not helping. Yeah, or them being like emotionally not able to relate to other people. But I'm gonna before we get to the next topic, I just want to tie this into diversity because one of the things Finland has that we don't have is they're homogenous. There's only white people in Finland. And that is going to be a huge difference in whether we can do this or not, because the, the, the reason I gave the first two examples was specifically to show people only fighting for people that look the same or whatever, whatever category that they've fit themselves into, those are the people they fight for. And I think that shouldn't be the focus, but that being that a reality in America, you know, we have, we have a bunch of different genders. We, we, we accept people of different races. And there are deep-lying feelings within just, like, everyone just due to the past societal norms mm-hmm. of the past. Yeah, I'm sure, I mean, like, not gonna lie, like, if you look at Canada, Canada didn't fuck every new category that appeared. Yeah. You know, every new race, every new whatever. Just and the ones that existed before. Yeah, pretty much. But just that difference in history definitely creates a different culture in which now we're literally comparing ourselves to other races and other minorities instead of looking for the general picture. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't be looking to compare, you know, Asians shouldn't be looking to compare themselves against blacks. You, you know what really blacks sucks, Blacks shouldn't though? be comparing well, themselves against just like, they're being, I, I think they consciously going to this fucked up. This is my own hot take is that, I'm sorry that it, the goal, get, let me get this off. And then yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's not about, like, real, like, really, it's not about race in that it's like, not like, Oh, well, black people, I'm Asian, so it's like, it's no, it's like, I'm trying to advance my, it's like, uh, it's real politics. Like, yeah. it's like, I literally, like, I, I, who the fuck do I gotta step on? I gotta step on them? Fuck it. Like, I, you know, I want literally the best thing, you know what I mean, for my, for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean, it's completely selfish. And That's what like it is. That weird, like, like, oh, you don't even fucking care, dude. It, it's selfish. It's selfish it's, because no one, no one's willing to say that fighting for just your race is selfish. No one's willing to say it. And Plan C says it here first. If you're yeah. fighting for just your race and not the advancement of your people in general, you're selfish. You know what really sucks? That n- none of this would have to exist if white people weren't really fucking shitty for being in the U.S. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. That's also true. Because then it, it wouldn't, you know, there wouldn't be this deep-rooted kind of just like lack of camaraderie rather than being Americans, you're white or black. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think also when I say, even though it is selfish to just be for your own race, it's a, in America, it was a situation of survival and it kind of still is. It's like people, no one's looking out for us. So how can we huddle together and fend for our own people? And I completely understand that. That is something that I've obviously had to deal with. And I think a lot of people have, but I do think now when we're most connected is a time where we should be putting aside our personal differences and definitely pushing together, pushing forward the idea of individuality and, and thinking past how can we help our race and how can we help everyone in general because there are solutions. And that actually brings me to the end of this topic. So all these things about education have also really got me thinking about when I was younger, what would I have liked to be different, you know, because we've, we've all lived through this education system. I'm in college now, I'm almost done, and we're talking about it in retrospect, but from a personal standpoint, small things and small changes, because we've been talking about really big changes that would definitely have to take many years and a lot of money to do, but for personal changes, what would I have liked to be different when I was younger? And yeah. my partner Colin, I think, has a theory he wants to talk about. Yeah, so... <clears throat> Just when you think back to kind of those most formative years, middle school and, you know, late elementary school, early high school, you know, high school in general, you just, you kind of just think that you wish you had a way to learn how to express yourself rather in, in, in ways that were healthy and found coping mechanisms that were healthy. And I think that's just something that 
you can teach in school now and should be taught in school now you know you know if if it means having a ha, having some kind of group therapist come in for you know an hour once a week for each class why the fuck not yeah you know i think it's important to teach kids how to have coping mechanisms and to learn what to do when you feel horny what to do when you're feeling like you want to fucking kill yourself what to do when you're really fucking angry and you literally want to choke someone out um i think that teaching somebody at a young age how to properly process your emotions in a way that is not necessarily constructive but can lead to you not losing your shit every time something bad happens which is something a lot of something that a lot of people do mm-hmm. i find that people especially with anger have such a hard time rationalizing anything they're hearing because they're so focused on well they just see red yeah i i I, I, is a good way to say that and i think it's like people are being shoved into a very rigid system which doesn't offer the flexibility to help kids mentally through it and there are no classes that you have and there's no breaks that you have it's just constant you know and things like this they definitely over time explode and yeah we we just know that happens but i think most men like drop dead like there's yeah. so many men that like just drop dead at fucking 50 oh yeah, yeah. they just have a heart attack like, why does he have a bad heart i mean he ain't like shit you know what i mean the, like men just drop dead like i also think that people people learning how to gain perspective is also something very important to learn I was actually just about to say, like... Great minds think alike, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, like, people learning how to communicate... Yeah. I think it's definitely, like, if even before perspective, people learning how to really talk to each other and get across their ideas and critically think about their ideas is something that we completely lack in our schooling. And, should, like, like, think about it. We have, like... Have you ever heard of, like, you know, we have, like, debates and stuff like that? You know, there's, like, actual programs for it, but, like... Socratic seminars yeah, and that... We never, but we really never do that shit. But I think it's something... It always evolved into a race debate. At yeah, the it always... It's always, like, oh, we're gonna talk about race or, you know, whatever whatever feel-good that is kumbaya-type shit every freaking time. If you think about it, that's, like, so interesting that it always came back to race. Just, like, if you think of the mindsets of all students across the board and... I think that might also be because we live in New York, though. That that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but just the the feeling to immediately need to defend your race. But I think, which will actually expound to people who live in homogenous places in America. Yeah. But um, the, the fact the, that the Nevadas and the Wyomings. Yeah, but the fact that it comes down to race. But these are debates at an age where we don't even see the effects race has on us yet. No. That's the interesting part, no, right? Yeah. Because we don't even know. We hear about it. It may have happened to a family member. Most, most, not everybody, most of us don't have any, like, real anecdotal evidence or anything that would support this, but it's ingrained in us. Yeah. The same way it might be. Right. Yeah. The same way it might, it might be ingrained to, like, for white people to be like, oh, those minorities, whatever, despite never seeing a minority in their life. Can you Can you imagine if, you know, cops were given... A five month, just like psych training. Oh, I don't think it would help. You don't think it would help? No. You don't think like what? No. What about a year of psych training? Yeah. What if? What if? What if you were required to have a degree in psychology to be a cop? I think there would be no cops. That's true. <laughs> I think there would be no cops. Why but do you? Why do you think that it wouldn't work? Because. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him think. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's that's the kind of thing. And then it's like... You don't think it would give any perspective? Oh, I think it would be... I think the, w- the way to give someone perspective is to change how we teach history. 
and well, that's that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's another debate. In that's itself. a bigger. That's a that's a bigger. But like, I don't think being like this is well, the daughters well, of liberty, bro. Woo. The what? Daughters of liberty. You never heard about this? Oh, is that the um uh, the the what is that the people of daughters of the um uh, American Revolution soldiers shit or is that like what is that? It's it's the women who like wrote history books in the nineteen sixties and like before that like just kind of with fucked up history kind of painting the Confederacy as oh yeah heroes yeah. and yeah like but my point of be about like teaching history and teaching perspective is like that's really like, the only class in school like in across the board that teaches perspective. Mm. In, like you know what I mean? Like that's the only. Well, thing. I would. What, I class, would, what class? Do you history. Mean? Oh, history. That's the only one that can, you could really get perspective on. And so the thing is, like, when you're coming, like, look, people, like, a lot of like cops are going to come from the background. Like, they're going to come with the baggage they come with, like, from their background. But if you were to teach history in a way where it's actually like, well, let's actually like, not like we're not going to just learn this one thing, but we're going to learn this other thing, and we're going to kind of compare it and you know what i mean like especially when you have a history that is as weird like and bizarre as the new as the new worlds mm-hmm. based like south america north america every country and especially americas like and so complicated and like that's the only thing i think you could actually use to teach in perspective like if you gave cops that like year-long training i think honestly it would be like in one year out the other mm. let's be honest we know cops you know what they do during those fucking training things, Colin? They don't just pay attention. No. I would definitely say it would have to happen during the earlier years in terms of, like, middle school, high school, yeah. where you can put that history into perspective and, and just teach history in different perspectives. But not only that, I think in those early years, having some, not training in psychology, but necessarily, like, like training where you can deal with your emotions, like he was talking about earlier, would definitely be an extreme help to cops. And the last thing is training in things like philosophy and understanding, I think, is very underrated in how you view people. In how you view people. You know what's kind of interesting is that I don't know if you are doing. I don't know if you know about Jesuits or like, but like kind of what it's like. You like just the, when I'm hearing you talk about education, you kind of sound like you're talking about a Jesuit education. I don't even know what that is. So it's like Jesuits is like the order of like like help me out here. So Jesuits are the um, the sect of priests. Who are teachers pretty much like our current our current pope is a jesuit yeah. hmm. but that that's a very good thing because he our, our our current pope is very very good we like our current pope a lot except for meeting kim davis but we're not gonna bring up old but jesuits like part of the jesuit philosophy is he's, like he's opening the door is, is like debating things so like actually like jesuits are like the christian very christian people catholic people who would be like well all right what's the what's the What's the benefit of Satanism? Let, let's talk about it. Like, let me examine. Let me mm. read that book. You know what I mean? They were kind yeah. of the most liberal, if you will, of in the... terms, or not, not necessarily liberal. Liberal yeah. is a bad term. I would say open-minded. Open-minded. Yeah. They're the most open-minded in terms of like. And a Jesuit education. I'm sorry. Please, I was just gonna say they're probably the most open-minded like sect of. Um, Christianity, just kind of throughout the history of Christianity. That's pretty cool. I will say, though, I am not really for religious institutions. I, I'm cool with religion, yeah. but religious institutions kind of fuck things a lot but of times. But that philosophy of education, yes. and also, it's also kind of just of, like, Europe at a certain time, like, when it was, like, like college in, like, re- like, Renaissance time was literally, it was not about, like, here are the skills you need for a job. It was like, learn about this, make yourself a well-rounded person. And then for a long time in America, that was also the philosophy. And like, I, that's kind of like the problem now is, you know what I mean? If I mm-hmm. can try to, so that's what we were saying earlier, which is like, basically the problem, I mean, the problem seems to be that we're putting college as a vocational school and there's no vocational school option. Well, not only you that, know what I mean? like, but that's required for you to get a job. But what we're sense. learning specifically what we're learning is not yeah. necessarily helpful in the workplace but also in life you know yeah. what i mean taking learning things like philosophy because i like 
don't get like when I was in high school, I was the same. You know, I was like, oh, you know, black issues, whatever, whatever. I just kind of you would hear things and you naturally adopt them into your personal philosophy. Headlines became yeah, headlines became your your yeah. mind and taking that and being able to really get down to the bones of the issues that you're thinking about is one of the biggest things I think that separates that could possibly give people perspective on other racial issues because a lot of the issues actually aren't about race, which is the most important thing. They're not. People make them about race because people are honestly sometimes pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know another way to say Gotham's it. Razor. Yeah, you yeah. people people instead of like grinding things down to the details will naturally take the headline, the standard, and they'll run with it. And if we teach people how, like, if you if you really get down to it and you think, what's the difference between a black person and a white person? There's really, there's really nothing besides history, besides history and pigment. Yeah. There's nothing. And when you take that and you and you have that thought process when you're dealing with someone in a real life situation or you're dealing with a thought in a real life situation that might be bolstered by whatever you've learned from your parents or whatever type of, if, if it be hatred or preconceived notions, if you have in your mind that this person is the same as me, but he just has a different history, you can really more objectively think about the things that are going on. Because it's subconscious. Most of it is subconscious, the biases that we have. And if we teach kids to be aware of their subconscious biases and how to deal with emotions and how to, real, and how to really engage with data, I think a lot of these issues will become issues. Well, they'll be issues still, but they won't be about race. They'll be about things that we can actually change and about things that will actually benefit people. You feel me? I got you. Yeah. So going back on what you would change, hmm. um, what, do you, what do you think of having like not only a school nurse, but a resident school psychologist? Oh, for sure. Do you and do you what? That shit's great. I think I think it should be considered a class. I think you should have a class which would essentially be personal psychology. Personal psychology. Per per psi? Yeah. You know you would learn about psychology and also you might you might even be with a psychologist and be working through your issues. One on one. Yeah, meet one on one. Like a guidance counselor. counselor? Like a guidance counselor. Nah. But like not one that's guidance counselor is somebody with like a, a a a bachelor's degree in like yeah. well, I feel like a guidance yeah. counselor should be I was lucky I went to a school where the guidance counselors were like doctors like, had psychology like psychology PhD like you know what I mean psychology yeah. doctor doctor like, but, like I think almost every administrative person like at the highest level of my school had but that. there's usually not that many guidance counselors per school and also you're not required to see one if it was a class it would be something that you actually have to go to and you actually have to understand what you're learning and I find that that would be actually kind of important. But then I think the problem, just to play devil's advocate, is as someone who was very like fuck school, I fucking you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. like I because like for my own reasons, like I had problems in school and whatever. Point being, like if you turn it into a class, then that just makes it educational. Well, I'm just saying if it's you like I mean? if like, it's like once a month, twenty minutes. Yeah. You think that's like that's gonna be like? I feel like it should be a meeting, just being like, yo, like. And also, kind of like a thesis of schooling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just but I mean, it could also be yeah. like a group meeting. Like, and it doesn't have to be necessarily one-on-one psychology. It could be, you know, a group meeting where people just like like talk a group of five or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. You know, that would be good. Early, early before school, people just get to like talk together and really hash things out. One thing that I wish I would have told myself when I was younger, just going to answer the question, and something that I always try to tell myself is realizing my lack of knowledge. I find tell me what you mean like there's there's so much information in the world and there's so many books articles data there's so much and the thinking that I could possibly be read up on almost any issue is laughable and I completely understand that and even though now I talk about these things because I think some other people don't know it. I always have to come to the table knowing that there's a world of things about these issues I don't know about. Yeah. There might be a factor, there might be some point of data that I might learn after this that might completely change my opinion. And if I had told myself 
that there was so much more information in the world when I was younger, I think I'd be much more open to learning about other things and yeah. listening to other people. And mm. I find that's really important, even yeah. today. Yeah, all right. I think that's uh, that's a good place to wrap up. Good job by you, man. This was, uh, this was a good pod, I think. Very informed. Very informed, yeah, for I sure. I feel like I learned something. Yeah. Do you guys feel informed? It's just a good thing to talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I think it's something that if people keep talking about it, if people keep thinking about it, somehow things can kind of change. Because, you know, in that situation where people that are listening who are parents or whatever, they might think one time, yeah. you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't be yelling at my kid for getting this bad grade on this test. Even something that simple. Something that simple, you're like, oh, my kid may, might actually have an interest in something vocational or maybe something creative, and maybe that's important. Yeah. Maybe we should look into that. Which is like kind of the message of like Gary Vee for I'm a Pro when you watch him. But like that's kind of part of his message is like that doesn't really matter. Well, it's you not that it mean? doesn't. It's not that it doesn't matter, but it's just it's not the only thing that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. But his message is like if you had if you're good at that, great. But if you're not, like, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, there are other you things. I mean? like, there are other things. Yeah, that's been our Plan C podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We've been on a pretty wild journey today. Thank you very much. We appreciate you listening to our separate, uh, separate, Jesus, separate <laughs> rambling conversations. Thank you very much. This is Cameron. This is Colin. And we also have our boy James on the sound and given his perspective. Yeah. Shout outs to him. Shout out, James. We always appreciate him. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a nice day. Thank you.